Pamela. Good morning and welcome to Art Crush. My name is Josephine Burdens. My name is Sveva Kander. Did you miss me? Terribly. Did you have fun in Chile, Josephine? Did you have a good time? I had a good time in Chile and I brought back the sun for you. That's not even true. <laughs> but I saw this amazing piece of street art in this beautiful coastal town, Valparaíso. Hmm? A piece by the twin brothers, Os Jamios. Os Jamios? Do you mean... Os Jamios. Is that, is that who you mean? <laughs> That's who I That's who I mean. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so wait, you saw you saw an Ojemios piece. So it was in this very quiet street uh, on a very ugly apartment building. I could recognize it from afar. It's like this character um, surrounded by fishes and trees, and the man in the picture has like kind of a green bamboo head and has a purple face. Really, purple skin purple skin because usually their figures have yellow skin like the one they have here in san francisco sixth and market it has yellow skin it's a little bit different it's less colorful but still colorful it's like darker. more somber yeah more yeah. somber yeah. so yeah so do you have a crush on <laughs> i do have a crush on <laughs> great <laughs> We do have a crush on somebody else as well this week, right? Yeah, this week we have a crush on somebody else. We have a crush on the Russian artist who lives in San Francisco and who is named Sofia Shu. Ooh, who is she? So Sofia Shu is a trained architect and an interior designer as well as a painter. And she lives in the Potrero district in San Francisco. We're going to go and visit her in her studio there. She lives in her work live space. And if you want to follow along or develop your crush on Instagram, you can find her at Sophia Shoe Studio. That's S-O-F-I-A-S-H-U Studio. All one word. This sounds exciting. In the meantime, let's go. Let's cross <laughs> that bridge. Let's go to San Francisco. Yay, San Fran. I'm an artist and designer and I create spaces and objects that will make the world around you stop. We are lucky because we can use the carpool lane since my husband Tess is joining us. However, we throw him out on a corner somewhere in San Francisco <laughs> and we go off with the two of us. Then we had to walk down the steep hill between Utah and Potrero along Mariposa. And folks, I have a recommendation if you are ever walking down the hill between Utah and Potrero along Mariposa, and that is to take the sidewalk that has stairs, because there's two sidewalks there. One of them has stairs. The other one has treachery. And we chose the treacherous one because we're idiots. Oh, my God. How are we going to walk down this <laughs> in our heels? And we're wearing really high heels. And it was it was quite impressive, I think, that we did not hurt ourselves or our equipment at all in that process or somebody else don't drop that bottle no i won't josephine has a large glass water bottle in her hand yeah if that bottle falls oh something very exciting is going to happen <laughs> in combination with really high heels and a heavy bag um you decide to bring a half gallon glass bottle full of water that has no handle on it and it would not fit in her bag. So she's just like cradling this thing like a baby in yeah, swaddling clothes. 
It's for my health. And it'll be much easier to go up the hill than to go down the hill. Yeah, definitely. And we can park two hours there. We walk up to yeah, Sophia's so. studio and we're standing in okay. front of this huge door. Sophia Shoe Studio C. And Svea rings the doorbell. It's Svea and Josephine. Vodka. <laughs> hey. Hi. Good morning. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having me. I'm Svea. Sophia. Yeah. Josephine. Nice to meet you. So it turns out that the space that Sophia lives in actually used to be a stables. So super lovely. And we enter into this courtyard that is so yeah, yeah. so like quiet, so calm and peaceful and quiet. Like when it's windy outside, you can like still chill here. Uh huh. Like, wow. It's own microclimate. Yeah. <laughs> Sophia lives there with her husband and her very cute and hypoallergenic cat. Oh, this is Cookie. Hi, Cookie. Oh, hi, well, I just moved into the space actually just a month ago. I used to live in the Mission uh, next to Dolores Park and like a small Victorian house. And I think I kind of grew out of that space because it was so small and like I had so much art. And I also, I'm an interior designer, so I have a lot of samples. Like I needed a bigger space. And then this opportunity came up and we just like jumped on it. So yeah, we love it. And I always wanted a space that has like a tall ceilings, like pretty much like a loft space. So, so Sophia lives in a live-work space, which means that she can have parties there whenever she wants. It is um, two stories, but open at the top, kind of a loft situation. It's basically one big room. It's bright, it's airy, there's hardwood floors, open concept all over the place. There's a really cute little kitchen and so many windows. Um, living space, and I love how it's all open. So it's not like, it, like as an interior designer, I just like want to remove all the walls in my clients' houses because like, why do you have little nooks? Why can't you just have one open space where everyone just chills and like, I don't know. Do wooden stairs bring you to the upstairs area? There are a lot of windows again. There are exposed beams white walls and it's very peaceful corner they created over there yeah when i when i woke up here the first night i was like this is the biggest room i've ever slept in you know this is really interesting um yeah but i'm enjoying it every morning i wake up and look at my flowers and i love your space yeah, it's beautiful. yeah it turns into a nightclub in the evening we have like a bunch of disco ball lights and um all the hue lights, we turn them like different colors. Awesome. Yeah, so. And you guys have a projector. Yeah, this is this is the wall that we, we're not gonna put any art on because the projector is seriously like, I don't know, like 10 feet, probably 10 feet wide. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good, so. What, what do you watch on it? Uh, Netflix, I don't know. <laughs> no, we, uh, we watch like different movies, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes I feel like so obligated to finish the movie because it feels like a movie theater. It's, it's so big uh, that you kind of forget like that it, you're just at home. So I was like, okay, I have to finish it. <laughs> yeah. Downstairs, she has a desk facing yeah, out toward the space from one corner. Across from her are floor to the double ceiling windows and she has a rectangular window behind her. Yeah, this is pretty much where I sit, <laughs> sit and like work on my interior design uh, projects, but um, I also paint and like when I need to, I usually make a lot of mess when I, when I paint. Like for example, when I make those tapestries, like I would just take over this whole space, like just be a, a huge mess but then I can tidy it up again and it looks good again. Sophia's uh, work is part painting and part lino-cut 
block printing with geometric forms and muted colors. Like all of my art is kind of different. Like for example, I carve, carve out these blocks. Mm -hmm. So then like I just use pretty much this space to print them. But then when I do tapestries, um, I need a bigger space so that like I told you, I would just do it on the floor. I'm thinking of getting a table, but I'm not sure like, I don't want, again, like I don't want the space to be crowded. Maybe something that kind of folds. Yeah, but I do need big tables for tapestries because I, I lay the fabric and then I like just print on top of it. Yeah, and Cookie is a monster. He's like, when I paint, he, he loves like jumping right on my tapestry. So like he would like ruin everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he has to stay in the bathroom sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Just there. yeah. I don't like doing it though. So um, when he's just sleeping, that's a good time to paint. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like having a baby. Yeah, he's so curious. We set up our portable recording studio oh in Sophia's cat's litter box. Oh, you know what? There's a little closet here, Josephine. Uh, is there a closet? This is actually where the cat, the our cat bed is. litter box closet. That might be really good, no? Oh my god, seriously? <laughs> but it's like... Dude, we have no shame. And like, Sophia to tolerates the idea. If you, if you sat here, mm -hmm. just like on a chair there, mm -hmm. and then we sat here... Um, and we were able to set something up, yeah. that would probably be okay. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I mean, would you mind? I, I don't mind. It's okay. just like, a, it's so funny. I, I'm just thinking like, is there any way we can like make it a little bit, um, like I have some um, blankets, like I can put them all over there if like kind of on the floor and maybe like Maybe, but if you think, to if you side. actually, if you go stand in there and talk, you'll notice that the sound is really different. Hello, hello. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. It's, uh... Yeah, it's unfortunate. But first, she makes us a really amazing cashew coffee, which she does by blending up cashews and dates and coffee, fresh coffee, in a really nice blender. It's like super gourmet coffee. Um, I grew up in Siberia, um, in a very small town. Um, it's kind of like if you look at, at Russia and just like poke right in, like in the middle, that's where my uh, town was. It's called Neftyugansk. Um, and the first word of that like name is Neft, which means oil. They found um, like that oil that they like get from the ground to like not the oil that they press from olives, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so yeah, they found oil, I guess, maybe like 50 years ago, and they built this small town really quickly. So to get to those, um, oil like, spots, <laughs> um, you, you would have to take a helicopter. So my mom was the dis dispatcher, how do you call it? Dispatcher? Uh -huh. Yeah, she would, she was the person who would be like, you go on this helicopter, you do this, like, okay, now time to take off. Like, she would be like controlling them for 20 years. Yeah, she was working. And yeah, it was really fun for, to me. I would like go to her office and she had this machine that pretty much talks to people in helicopters and it would just sound like, dur, 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 like this and I, and she would understand what they're saying and she would like like press the button and be like, yes, I, yeah, like take like, do this and do that. And I'm like, mom, how do you understand? I can hear anything. Yeah, <laughs> it's like when you work, I guess, every day, you like really, I, I don't know how she did it. 
That's she gets yeah. to know the language. Yeah, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. Like you learn English, she learned helicopter. Yeah, yeah she learned helicopter. <laughs> and did you did you have other family around? Like, did you have a, a dad? Um, I had a stepfather, not for very long, I guess, until I was like twelve. Yeah, I just kind of remember only that, like, just being having my mom and my younger sister. She's uh, six years younger than me. She has a kid, and she just takes care of him. Yeah, she's in Moscow. I visited. It was so surreal because you lived here and then you like fly for so long and then it becomes like the sun sets the sun rises again and you're still flying it's like 20 24 hours like maybe 30 like something like if you have layovers um it, it can get like very long and then when you get there you like did america ever exist like i don't know to me in my head it was kind of going through like atlantic ocean it's kind of like this border it's like you had this feeling before? Yeah, I have exactly the same. And maybe because yeah. you FaceTime your family all the time and they're only on the screen. And then when you go and like you can actually like hug them, it just feels so weird. Like you open the door and my like my mom would come towards me. It's like, should I like start crying? Is it real? Like what's what's happening? <laughs> yeah. How was how was growing up in Siberia? I, I imagine it's really cold there mm -hmm. in winter. So yeah. how 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 do I, I can't, I just I mean, can't imagine yeah. how cold it must be um, in yeah. Siberia. Well, see, like, I, I grew up there from, I would say, six months old, um, so I didn't know anything else. <laughs> um, it was nine months of snow, so pretty much I have my birthday in September. I would already go through, like, bushes of snow to, like, get my friends to my, like, birthday party, you know, invite them. In May, that would be, like, a really cool time because everything finally starts melting uh, and you know this is the end of the school and the summer is coming so yeah it was a lot of snow it's like sometimes when you're walking to um, school you can't really take a step to the right step to the left because you'll like fall in the like really deep snow bushes but because there's a um, how do you go like a trail um, people like step on it so much it's like harder but if you step to the right you can just like fall through and I don't know it can be really deep. The snow is crystallized and like when you look at the snowflakes, it's very, it's like very geometric structure of water, right? And all of my art, and maybe I, I got it from studying architecture for so long, or maybe I got it from being in this like frozen world for some, so long. Like I, all of my art looks like snowflakes. It's like structures like coming like mandalas coming from the center mm. i loved the evenings because the sun would go down really early and the sky was really clear like i could see all the stars yeah i would just like hang out with friends still like i would, I would be a kid but i can hang out with my friends when it's dark outside um yeah there wasn't really much to do outside you know like in california i think people are so lucky to have this weather and just like so many activities they can do like to me it was like you would spend a lot of time indoors um so i went to art school at the same time when i went to like regular school every day uh after like regular school i would go and paint and um i don't know if you guys know in russia it's like art is not very it, you can't really make a profession out of it um, you can't just be like a full-time artist and make enough money or like you can't even tell your parents like I'm gonna be an artist They'll be like no, you're gonna be a doctor. I don't know mm -hmm. I thought architecture would be like the best more, most creative um, Profession I can choose I got accepted and I studied architecture for six years Yeah, it was really fun because there was a lot of sculpture classes and like uh, watercolor and drawing and drafting 
Yeah, and I just slowly, from architecture, I moved to interiors. Yeah, started my business, had it for like five years with my friend. It was really fun. It was just like two of us. I, I really don't like working for, for someone. Like, I, I don't like having a boss. If I work for myself, like, let's say 12 hours a day, I don't feel like I wasted my time. And we just, like, we were very creative. Like, where do you, we want to take this business? Should we start, like, a, a blog and, about interior design? You know, it was like, no one would stop us from pretty much anything. And then... It was kind of like a crisis in Russia. Not that many people were getting design projects like done because the economical situation wasn't really well. And I thought it was my opportunity to just like travel and I wanted to learn English. Everyone is talking about America, so I'm just gonna like spend some time, go to school. Um, I went to like English school in, in New York. Um, pretty much with just one friend. Um, I didn't know anyone. I didn't speak the language. It's like, to me, it was like a different planet because I, I had to learn everything from, from the beginning. Like I was 26, I think, when I moved to America. It's, it's like, every, like different food, uh, like the way the streets are named. It's like everything was so different, but also so exciting for me because I, I love new stuff. I love learning. Uh, I think when things are kind of the same, it gets like your brain gets like kind of, dull or like something like that so yeah new york was really fun i met so many amazing people yeah it was amazing um in new york it was i think it's a very romantic story <laughs> tell us yeah um it was i think the day after christmas i wasn't supposed to work that day so i was covering for someone because i didn't have a big family for christmas eve he lived in san francisco at the time and he has family in florida but he also has a brother in New York. So they pretty much all traveled to New York to like spend maybe like a day with, with that brother. Uh, it was raining. <laughs> they were gonna go to a different bar and, um, but because it was raining so much, they just like stopped by my bar, which is a great, uh, I don't know, it's like, I'm so happy that happened, you know, it's like if he would just like keep walking to another bar, I would never, I would have never met him. The day after Christmas, everyone is at home with their families, it's raining outside, so it's pretty much just like him with his friends and me, and we were, we were just like chatting, and from that day, like, that's it, like, that's our love story begun, we like, he kept coming back to New York to see me, and... We decided to be together and I didn't want to really move to California because I love New York so much uh, but he told me I should visit and he will show me um, let's take you to the best spots and make you fall in love in California mm -hmm. and I did fall in love with California and with him mm -hmm. and yeah now I'm here so what's your relationship like is he supportive of your yeah, art practice? yeah he's very sweet he's probably the sweetest man I've ever met and I'm so lucky to have him. He's probably, if he's listening, he's going to be like, yes. <laughs> uh, but no, actually, um, yeah, it, he's like one of, his, I guess, people who um, really think about what you need. You know, like he kind of helps to like get things done. Since I finished my architectural school, I was just focused on my interior design career. Art was more like a hobby. Like no one in, in Russia was talking about art as a profession. And when I moved to New York, that's where I saw for the first time that you can actually be an artist because I was hanging out at, around Chelsea galleries a lot. Like I would go to art openings and like just be in the artist community. And I see a lot of people actually create different like, kinds of art. It doesn't have to be just painting and they just the striving as artists yeah and people buy their work and yeah 
they really appreciate it. After a few months, it, I was like, wow, there are so many artists and they actually spend like every day in their studios painting, like having so much fun, probably. I hope they are. And I just bought so many art supplies and I brought it all home and I started just playing with it. I did so many different works because I was like, I wasn't sure what exactly, what do I want to paint? Like what medium do I want to use? So that was a fun time, like really free, like just trying different things. I really love this neat work. To me, it's really easy to do something very precise, you know, like the lines are really straight and I'm really into geometric shapes and forms, how they like all work together. Like, so when you study architecture, you study, it's called, I think, the rhythm. When you look at the building, your eyes just feel good about it. It's because of all, all of those proportions and architects know how to put it all together. So it looks very harmonious. And I guess that's just affects my art. Like I can't leave a painting. If I look at it and like there's something missing a little bit on the corner, like I would put a little dot there or something. So it's like balanced. I guess like geometry and like balance is definitely what I got from architecture. I carve out some blocks with a blade and then I just roll paint on it and make prints. I think this is so, so much better than just buying a print than that was done by printer. I think when someone buys art, it's so cool when artists actually touch that and do, did something to that. And some other things I do, I, I make tapestries. I started doing it because my friends were saying that my art looks a lot like textile design. I make each tapestry myself. I don't really make a drawing on it. So I pretty much start from the center and I go out and that gives it a symmetry. So I don't use any like rulers or anything like that. It's just my eyes and my hands. I want to create art that will make you stop in front of it for like, let's say three minutes, just stare at it, like observe all the colors and see where it will take you. All I'm making is just like something that kind of like sucks you in. Don't do anything, don't think of anything, just look at the painting. I started my interior design business last uh, year in August and um, just recently I, those projects started finishing up, like everything is installed, like really like final touch-ups. Like yesterday um, I did a photo shoot with my friend of something that I just, I created, you know, like I didn't really work with any other designers or any other, like force another company, it was just my project and... Um, it was my first collaboration with this photographer, my friend, uh, Mindy Coppo. She wants to change her career a little bit and be more creative, like kind of like day-to-day -day have more creative process, like photographing someone's uh, interior, someone's work, like staging. So we had a lot of fun for our first collaboration on March 8th, Women's Day. It was like so significant, I think. And I think it's everywhere like that, that women are a little bit rep repressed. Just like empowering each other, it helps like just talking about mm -hmm. art and stuff it's like it makes me excited mm -hmm. so same with a lot of amazing women yeah what do you like most about your studio space like i told you i moved in like a month ago and i really love how much space i have now and there's a lot of light, natural light. I love the location too, because it's in the middle of mission district and financial district and design district and dog patch. It's kind of like in the middle. So I'm, I'm hoping to host a lot of events in, in the space and build a really interesting community that will kind of support me, but also I'll support them. This place can be turned into pretty much anything, like a gallery or a little, even music venue. I want my husband to have some shows here too, like play music for people. And I want to start this women 
women group, whether you are um, creative or not. Like I want to have bi-weekly events where we just get together and we like paint or like we do some like beading work. And I think there's like really deep need in everyone's life for some creativity. This is the time where we're gonna do it. And if you could change one thing about the studio, what would it be? This is a, I live in Potrero Hill and I think Potrero Hill is still um, kind of sketchy. So I think I would change something about the neighborhood, but I think it's coming because there is a lot of development around this neighborhood a lot of new buildings. And I think a lot of young people moving in and they all go to the mission or to financial district to, to have fun. So hopefully there will be some development. And how do you say your last name? My last name, yeah. Shu. Shu. And is that yeah. a traditional Russian name? Um, no, I chose that name for myself. It's not a name that my mother or someone else gave me. It's from Egyptian language, I guess. It's um, a goddess, Shu. She was the goddess of harmony and balance. And uh, yeah, kind of bringing two elements together and make them work. So I think that was like, that's me and that's what I want to be. And I will also really like how it sounds like shoot. It almost sounds like a wind or maybe like a crashing wave, like shoot. You can find my work uh, at my website, sofiashu.com, S-O-F-I-A-S-H-U.com. Welcome back from our studio visit to Sofia Shu. Svea, can you tell us a little bit more about the updates Sofia has for us? Because I think a lot of things have changed right now. Yeah, so um, Sofia and her husband had a beautiful, healthy baby. Aww. Yeah, and somehow she's managed to still be incredibly productive, and her business is really taking off. She's still at Sofia Shoe Studio on Instagram, and I just saw this post saying something like, I'm not taking any more commissions until some date in the summer. Um, good! Yeah, it's good. It just kind of indicates that like <laughs> she's really achieving a new level of success, mm -hmm. so that's really cool. And they moved. So somebody else is living in this beautiful stables carriage house, and it's not even me, and uh, that makes me sad. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, that's okay. It's not you either, so we're we're in the <laughs> no, same boat. No, yeah, yeah, we are in the same boat. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I can't make you jealous, so that's very good. But so, what do we have on next? Next, we're going to share with you a beautiful online thing. For today and your beautiful online thing, I'd like to take you to Norway. All right. Yes, because Norway is trying to educate about sexuality. And the national broadcaster, you know, the equivalent of the BBC or the CBC or whatever, mm -hmm. has produced a uh, sex guide or otherwise oh, known as nice. Sexgiden, the sex mm -hmm. guide. And it says, Herr Fenner du Sexstillinger for Ullekebihov. Samt gode tips or råd. So here's some sex styles for many people with good tips. You can use the guide for inspiration and remember that you don't have to try everything. So it's very sweet. It's very positive. That's very nice. Yes. Yeah. And so um, it's on nrk.no. It was on the homepage for a while. We'll, we'll put the link in the show notes. Um, tell me what you see. Um, I guess it is 
page uh, and I asked Google to translate this page from Norwegian into English for me because Why? otherwise I, I won't understand anything. <laughs> you can, uh, you have all these different um, options. You can click woman and man, woman and woman, man and man, um, suitable for pregnant women, etc. And then you get like uh, several positions that are like, yeah, how do you say? That kind apply. of like fit, fit with the search terms. Yes, thank you. If you don't click them, then you see 60 positions in beautiful black and white pictures. Yeah. And so... Are they, they diagrams? Diagrams. Yeah. What, what, do you, what do you mean by pictures? Of like the sex positions that they have. Um, and these pictures are black and white. And then you can click But the, the important thing is that they're real people. It's photos. Yeah, yes. It's not just true. pictures, it's photos. It's photos. Absolutely. That's what you mean with diagrams. Okay. I'm yeah, yeah. Because yes, yes, yes. I, I just feel like a lot of like American type resources would have diagrams. But these are actual mm -hmm. photos of actual people having actual sex. True. And, and I it's think, in black and white. And if they're in black and white and the photos are like very well lit. And the, the idea is to show people from different backgrounds and with all different... Um, interests and orientations and I think like that's the idea some people have mm -hmm. tattoos I'd say that there's probably not enough variation in terms of body type here or ethnicity it seems like they had a group of models and they use them over again for different positions mm -hmm. yes. but some of the positions is they just like super like they feel like intimate and people look like they're having fun part of this idea is that young people now are getting all of their sex ed from porn and this is just like a much um much more wholesome and i think realistic way of introducing somebody to sex definitely also because yeah that's um also something like the they're real people and their bodies are not idealized their bodies it's, are beautiful real yeah. bodies like they look like real mm -hmm, like healthy mm -hmm. people yeah yeah um yeah. well that's one thing i would actually i would like to see some ill people or disabled people you know like a wider range of bodies but mm -hmm. i think this is a pretty good start yeah. so um good job norway good job norway i know <laughs> I, <laughs> I i have my feelings about norway sometimes but i think this is really nice there's even a section called onanering, which of course is onanism, which of course is masturbation. Mm -hmm. And then they have a section that's just for fun, it's acrobatisk. They're a little, a little advanced, I'd say. People are enjoying themselves. Like they, they are. It's beautiful. They're not hurting anybody. They, I mean, well, that's another thing is that there's no kink in this. No, no, there's, nobody's getting hurt, even if they want to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Um, thank you. Check thank out, you for sharing check this. out Enarco's Sex Giden for your beautiful online thing. Unfortunately, we are nearing the end of our show today, but we have something exciting coming up for you, and Svea will tell you all about it. I will, will I? <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> Thank you. So what we're going to do next week is something a little bit different. We are going to have a conversation just between Josephine and I. We're going to call this series Crushed Velvet because we are art crush and we love textiles and we are crushing velvet. Anyway, it, it made sense in my head. <laughs> it made sense when I was in the shower and thinking about it. We're going to talk next week about one of the major misconceptions about artists, 
which is that they are or must be lonely, isolated, depressed, wet blankets in order to make good work. It's such a pervasive idea. And um, I'd really like to just kind of like kick it to the curb. Like I'd like to go into where it came from, what kind of an impact it has on artists and on people who love them and what we can do differently. Sounds very exciting. Our conversation sounds exciting. <laughs> also, I'm looking forward also the to kicking, it already. Also the kicking, the kicking to the <laughs> Also yes. the kicking. Yeah. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Next week, we have Crushed Velvet for you. That's right. So that'll be next week. Get in touch with us on Instagram at artcrush underscore international. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to the mm. podcast if you like us. Until then, bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye. <sighs>